Hello, and welcome back to another episode of One of Us is Talking. I'm so excited to be talking to Olivia Worley today, who is the author of the upcoming novel, People to Follow, on October 31st, 2023. Olivia, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. No problem. Thanks so much for joining. I mean, I was so lucky to read People to Follow through NetGalley. And I think it was just such an interesting idea. So where did you get that idea from it, for it? Yeah, so um, I started writing People to Follow during the pandemic, um, which that personally for me was a time where I had just like graduated college with a theater degree. So like really fun time to, you know, be (laughs) entering the adult world. yeah, so I was like back at home in New Orleans, um, spending a lot of time like deeply entrenched in reality TV and like social media, as so many of us I feel like were during that time. Um, and I started getting very into just like that world and like the reasons that people go on reality TV and like what it must be like to have a platform like that. And then The other side of that time of my life was I was also kind of rediscovering my love of Agatha Christie um, through, I found like weirdly in my dad's office, like a bunch of these like Agatha Christie books that were printed in like the 80s or something. And I just like kind of started rereading those um, specifically, like really rediscovering how much I loved and then there were none, um, which has like haunted me since the seventh grade and I kind of started to think about like what if I combined the drama and like social implications of influencer culture and reality tv with the like truly life or death high stakes of something like and then there were none and yeah that's kind of where it came from I mean it just all fit together so perfectly and you'd never think you'd see influencers like on this island thinking they're all gonna die so I think that (laughs) it made it really like thrilling but also like a comedy in a way which was really interesting because it's almost like imagining some of these names that we know all stuck Mm -hmm. on an island and you couldn't picture it so that's what really happened there and I think it turned out well it was like one of those books that thriller but it also was like great writing where it was funny and an easy Yeah, and that's something I really love is, like, the intersection of, like, that kind of dark humor with thrillers and, like, that high-stakes sort of drama. Yeah, no, I mean, it it worked perfectly for this book. And you said you started writing during the pandemic. So what was this writing process like overall, and how long did it take? Yeah, it was really, really fun. Um, It was, I think, from the start of, like, the first draft to signing with my agent it was about a year um which is like kind of the fastest that I've drafted anything um yeah and I think it was just like I don't know it was kind of like keeping me sane a little bit during the pandemic and just like I don't know something really fun to to disappear into um and I hope I guess like readers have that same experience that I had writing it yeah I mean I personally coincidentally had COVID while I was reading it. No. I know. (laughs) Tragic. Such, oh, not a great time. But 
I felt like I was able to kind of lose myself in it and be able to like get so absorbed into the book that it kind of like took my mind off of everything that was going yeah. on. So it was like one of those I mean, books. That's good. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting to see how while you were going through the pandemic, how this book kind of served as that for you too. Yeah, totally. Really cool. And we talked a little bit about Agatha Christie, but mm-hmm. this is your debut book. Are there any authors or books that have inspired you as a writer? Um, yeah, totally. There's so many. Um, I feel like immediately people who come to mind in terms of like YA thrillers are, of course, people like Karen McManus. Um, she's fantastic. Um, Courtney Summers, I love. I'm still like a little bit fangirling that I'm also at Wednesday um, because like she's kind of someone who made me really want to like write YA thrillers specifically. Um, Tiffany D. Jackson also I recently read uh, The Weight of Blood which was fantastic it's like a Carrie retelling Um, yeah those are I would say like some that immediately come to mind now I have all these recommendations that I'm gonna have to read because you're like listing these Agatha Christie books and then the retelling of Carrie and I'm like I have to add these to my TBR but yeah now I can't wait to see like the similarities and even just see where it was inspired from and what you did so well in the book was that you had four different point of views from Elodie, Kira, Max, and Logan so why did you decide to switch between them especially when there were other influencers along with them? Yes um so it was a little bit for like plot reasons that I won't fully get into um (laughs) But there actually was, like, a, a very early, like, baby version of this idea that only made it, like, 40 pages where I was writing, like, third person kind of switching between everyone. And I realized very quickly that that was, like, not going to be sustainable. I needed, like, three or four people to focus on. Um, and, yeah, I think these four... Um, I don't know. I thought they, like, played off of each other in interesting ways in terms of, like, their relationships and their like secrets and the things that they're hiding from each other um yeah so that's kind of where that came from yeah and I mean without any spoilers I think that those were the perfect characters to focus on because (laughs) so much that just ends up working out in the end with all of them like without any spoilers and I think I don't know I really liked Elodie and Max I liked their mm-hmm. voices but I mean Kira and Logan too and yeah. just make sure to like keep each of them having their own unique voice yeah um so this is something I don't know I kind of find it like hard <laughs> to describe and talk about um I I love multi-POV and I feel like that's always naturally what I've gravitated towards um and I don't know if it's because I'm like, I was, I grew up as a theater person. So I have this like need in the back of my mind to like play every character. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of, something that I'll do is like assign certain words to certain characters. And I feel like that creates like a, a bit of a voice for them. Like Elodie specifically, like everything is literally everyone is babe. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like little kind of like like cues or like 
specific vocabulary I feel like I try to to slot in for each character. Yeah, that's actually interesting because when you brought up Elodie and how it would always be literally or babe, mm-hmm. I would have a certain voice in my head for that. Like that yeah. kind of set the tone for her. That's really interesting. And these were our part of our group of influencers, so many influencers on that island. We focus on them so much and TikTok. Are you a big TikTok fan? <laughs> so it's interesting because like when I started writing this book, I was like on TikTok a little bit, but not nearly as much as I am now. Um, I feel like now I just truly am so deeply entrenched in TikTok. I think it's so fun. It's like the only social media currently that I feel like brings me joy a little bit still. Um, And I don't know if it's because like, it's just people I don't really know. And like, they're just like being funny and like giving me good recs. Yeah, I love TikTok. (laughs) I mean, do you have a favorite trend or song as of right now? I don't know. I I mean, okay, this isn't so much a trend, but recently, like, the Hunger Games resurgence that has been happening, I don't know if that's been, like, on your you page. Some of it, yeah. For a while. Yeah, for a while, all my TikTok was, was, like, Peta Malark edits and, like, people just, like, giving really in-depth analysis of those books, which were, like, a huge part of my growing up, so I love that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, right now I don't know if you'll agree on TikTok like there's Mm -hmm. not as much of like trends going around as there was during like the pandemic it's like multiple I don't know if that makes sense I don't know if no totally yeah because I was trying to like think of a a trend that's happening right now and I don't know as much I also am like I feel like a little geriatric at 25 sometimes so I might be like out of the loop I know Um, I'm 24 and I feel the same yeah. way. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> no, it's such a thing. It's fine though. <laughs> We're fine. Um, as a screenwriter, I know I sometimes have writer block. So what is mm-hmm. your go-to methods for handling writer block? Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like this is hard because sometimes I don't take my own advice, but things that have helped for me in the past, I feel like, a change of scenery is good. Um, sometimes like getting up, just taking a little walk, getting a little caffeinated treat, coming back. Um, something that's been been helping a little bit with things I'm I'm working on currently is sometimes I'll just literally like open a document and start like stream of consciousness, like telling myself what could happen so I don't feel married to any one like plot point just kind of like exploring the options of where things could go um but it's hard sometimes I just stare at the screen and feel so upset so I'm totally there with you that's such great advice though especially just listing out where it could go and like getting that Mm -hmm. down how much time do you usually set aside to write yeah um so my schedule is interesting because I my other job is I tutor like SAT and ACT so that's I never actually have to leave for work until like the later afternoon so I usually will spend most of like the morning and early afternoon trying to write and then usually like days off weekends um, I'll try to put in a good number of hours. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's actually interesting because I mean, you wrote a whole book and I'm sure you're writing more and you're balancing mm -hmm. it with another job. So that's like really important. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I'm finding that that's like I, a lot of authors out there, I feel like are still working like nine to fives. And that's something that I can't fully wrap my head around because I feel like I like struggle to set aside the time and I have like a, a weird schedule where I, I do have a little bit more time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, time's a funny thing. It slips before yeah. you know it, it like slips by. It's fake. It's an illusion. Well, still talk it's fake that's a good one <laughs> well still talking about how we how you um kind of wrote the book and set up the book is there a playlist that you had for people to follow and mm -hmm. are there any songs you associate with the book yeah so I this was like actually the first time that I made a playlist for something I was working on and I was listening to it so much that my Spotify wrapped like one of my top genres was something like spooky pop um <laughs> so I'm trying to think it was like a lot of like like Kim Petras like I think party till I die was like a song like a lot of like um like kind of like glamorous like glossy pop just about murder which like surprisingly there's a lot of that out there like heads will roll like <laughs> anything that, it's like murder but it's like a little bit of a party oh that's interesting actually um, and I know this would probably take a while to go through but did you have any songs that you associated with like each character even if it's just like a yes or no answer um yeah there weren't so many um like, I know some authors will, like, make playlists for different characters. Mm -hmm. I kind of just, like, lumped it all together into, like, an aesthetic. But there were, um, like, one character in particular, I feel like a lot of songs I felt, like, fit with that storyline, which I won't say too much about, but there were some. I feel like you're giving just enough information that everyone <laughs> can be like, oh, my God. But it's still, like, enough where, like, you get into the book, but you're not revealing it all like I you're hope so <laughs> with that <laughs> and I mean this is your debut album so exciting an album book yeah, <laughs> I'm book. <laughs> yeah. So exciting and I mean would you have any advice to go back and tell yourself when it was before you even started writing when you first had that initial plan yeah so it's it's interesting because I feel like I'm like, cause I'm, I'm also currently in the process of writing my second book with Wednesday and it feels a little bit like I'm still kind of figuring out how it works. Um, I don't know so much that there's any specific advice for people to follow just cause that was such a like unique time in my life and figuring out just how to write a book. Um, something I need to tell myself now though, currently that I feel like may resonate with some other people is like sometimes done is better than good um I feel like I feel the need sometimes to make everything perfect before I am allowed to continue um but truly like a book that exists is easier to fix than a book that doesn't exist <laughs> so that's something I'm trying to remember right now that's such great advice because it's once you have that work, it's easier to go through it. But when mm -hmm. it's a blank page, it's very hard. 
Yeah. That's great advice. Thank you. I know even I will take that advice for myself and I hope our listeners also do because that's amazing. And And it's definitely, I did not come up with that. I'm sure (laughs) I heard it somewhere. Um, But yeah, I think it's, it's good. Advice passed down is always great too. (laughs) Congratulations on writing a second book. That's also very exciting. Thank you. No problem. I mean, very excited to hear more about that one, but would you ever consider writing a people to follow sequel sequel and coming back and seeing these characters? Yeah, so I I definitely did and still do envision people to follow as a standalone. Um but like I'll never say never if someone wants <laughs> wants me to do that. Um that could happen, but yeah, I, I feel like I really like where it ended up and like there's like kind of a little bit of open-endedness um but yeah I think I I feel good about it as a standalone yeah even as a reader you have enough where you know it's the end and you're content with it because you don't want it to I don't know like it makes sense to finish there but I don't know like also the characters were so fantastic and lovable like knowing more about them is Mm -hmm. always a great thing but Mm -hmm. I think it definitely did end as a reader like very satisfying oh good thank you (laughs) (laughs) and do you have do you see yourself in any of these characters maybe did you write any of them you're like oh that kind of reminds me of myself yeah so I I usually um there's never any like one character where I'm like this one is me um but I I know I've noticed that I do this thing where I feel like I have to give every character like a little bit of myself in order to feel like more connected to them and and to have that in with them um so it feels a little bit like I'm like, you take this character flaw of mine, <laughs> you take this character flaw, and we'll all figure it out together. Um, but yeah, especially with like writing a, a character like Max, who's like, not um, uh, like, I don't know, just being like a, a cis man is not something that I can personally relate to very much. So trying to like imbue him with some of my own things sometimes um helped as like an end to that character oh yeah definitely I mean I feel like how you said it too like kind of dispersing the different traits of yours towards Mm -hmm. I mean because you don't want to make a character that's exactly you but like kind of being able to give them your own kind of in and like you said flaws like I don't know it's kind of for an interesting story definitely especially with them individually and the publishing industry I think is so daunting it's very like Mm -hmm. trying to make it and all of that do you have any advice for those who are looking to go into writing and becoming an author yeah so something that I have been thinking about a little bit is and it like sounds kind of silly, but I really do believe that like a little bit of delusion goes a long way in terms of just like, I don't know, like it's hard. And I fully believe that that everyone out there who's like really pursuing this will like find their people and their team and the people who are really going to love their work. But I think it kind of sometimes has to come from you first um, in terms of just 
I don't know. I feel like it takes a little bit of, of delusion in yeah. a good way to be like, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to love it and other people are going to love it. <laughs> I um, love it, especially because yeah. delusion. I think people, like, it It works. I mean, I know even with this <laughs> podcast, I was like, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to interview yeah. the cast of one of us is lying. And I was yeah. like, it's never going to happen. And then it did. And then now we're here and it's still continuing. Yeah. So delusion is <laughs> yes it's very it's like tiktok like lucky girl syndrome like i feel that yes. a little bit yeah, totally. <laughs> no that makes so much sense so i have to ask are you all good with hot seat questions i love to do like little sure games. yeah Perfect. absolutely so i'm gonna put you in the hot seat and i'm gonna ask okay. you some shorter questions but they're a little bit difficult so, okay do you have a favorite book of all time? This is the hardest question that I have ever had to answer. <laughs> um, I think if I had to choose currently, and this is, I'm not giving a short answer. I'm really not following <laughs> the instructions. Um, no, don't worry. Sadie by Courtney Summers. I love that book so yes. much. That, yeah. yeah, that is an intense thriller. And yes. yeah, I agree. That's probably one of my favorites too. And do you have a favorite character and people to follow? Yes, um, I love them all. I feel like Elodie was the most fun to write in that, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, she's like so different from me. Yeah, I loved Elodie. I, I mean, all of them were just so, they were these dynamic characters that were so great to learn about. But I don't know, something about Elodie, like there's something just, even while you're reading her and you're like, oh my God, she's like that girl. Yeah. It's also like she's so likable. So it's very hard. Oh, good. <laughs> while she's still her being herself. Yeah. And going off of influencers, do you have a favorite TikToker? Okay, I don't know if I do, but someone who's been kind of all over recently, and I think for like a lot of people, is I think his handle is like Octopus Lover 8. And he just like, he he yeah does those things where it's like someone will comment like do pink finding out hot pink is a color and he just like does these little skits they're really silly and fun. oh my gosh I've never heard of him I'm gonna have to look that up because yeah I it's very <laughs> I'm gonna look him up yeah very silly and do you have a favorite influencer I mean maybe that's kind of the same question yeah no I someone who came to mind I think um so I don't actually like follow a lot of like influencers but like when writing this book I was trying to like do some research like watch some content um Kelly Stamps is a YouTuber who I was watching a lot like when I was writing this book um she just has like a very interesting perspective on the influencer industry I feel like um so she's someone that I whose content I have enjoyed Another one I'm going to have to look up because I don't think I've yeah. But all these TikTokers and influencers, it's so cool because they're able to just kind of like gain fame overnight through their platform. Mm -hmm. And like they become really big without even like in the blink of an eye. So that's really cool for them. Yeah. I'll have to take a look. Yeah. And can you describe people to follow in three emojis? Yes. The, I feel like the ones I always use <laughs> but on Twitter are like palm tree emoji, 
knife emoji unicorn emoji um because of the cover which oh. canonically there is not a unicorn pool float in people to follow but in my brain there is um i i believe that is elodie on the cover in my mind because it matches the description <laughs> um but yeah in my mind she's like thriving in the pool in a unicorn pool float <laughs> and everyone else is just kind of watching <laughs> I guess that, that's just like the perfect dynamic of all of them so yeah did you get to design the cover was that um no it was I mean like Wednesday I feel like just has fantastic covers across the board um and the cover designer was Carrie Resnick at Wednesday but yeah kind of like initially I got um a cover design that was like very different from what we ended up with and I said great love that and then a couple months later they sent me the new cover which was totally different and I said great love that even more <laughs> so <laughs> kind of just like gifted me this fantastic cover and I like didn't really have a whole lot to do with it <laughs> that's so cool though and that it like yeah. fit in so well and you had choices too you had the first one and the second one mm -hmm. oh, I don't know why my watch just went off oh no okay. <laughs> sorry about that and since this taught this book it's a lot about being on the island and kind mm -hmm. of like at first they think it's like kind of more of a travel destination if you could get on a plane right right now and go anywhere where would you go yeah I okay I think this is probably still like a lingering side effect of the last season of the white lotus but I want to go to Sicily so bad Ooh, that's a nice place yeah. I've that's never been I've never been either. I mean, I love to travel, but I have, I mean, I still have so many places to go. I yeah. don't do anything like that. But I mean, thank you so much for this great interview. And I'm so excited for all of my listeners to read people to follow. Do you have any like last minute comment about what they can expect from the book or what you want them to take away from the book? Um, I don't know. I... <laughs> I just loved writing this book so much and I am really proud of it and I hope that everyone has as much fun reading it as I did writing it. Well, Olivia, thank you so much. It was great to speak with you. I'm so excited for the release and I can't see I can't wait to see what's next from you in the future. Yeah. Thanks so much.